This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 55. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. Now, if you haven't done already, then make sure you head over to the Envision Self-Healing website and get your hands on a free ebook that has 10 top tips on how you can start improving your eyesight today. The topic of the week this week is the top three exercises for myopia or nearsightedness. And in the second half of the podcast, we're going to answer a question that answer that asks simply, uh, I've been doing eye exercises for a month and my eyes aren't any better. What's wrong? So, Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, if, if I sound a little sluggish, it's because I'm giving up caffeine this week. Okay. I can barely so get I'm the words out. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going to be this week. Yeah. Um, and it relates a bit to last week. I was talking about my uh, family food emotional ties in my family to foods that I've been and I have continued to eat uh primarily vegetarian but uh I've hit the those moments you know when when you I was out with you as well and we Mm -hmm. were we were going out with our friend Melissa who wanted to eat sushi Mm -hmm. because she lives in east eastern Texas somewhere in Texas with no sushi so I eat sushi so you know (laughs) it's just like I think that's the reality sometimes uh, at least where I'm at now. Anyway, uh-huh. doing the vegetarian with sushi interspersed. and uh, But then I've decided to cut back on my caffeine. And cafe- coffee in my family was the was like mana. It was like the most important thing still is. the most. When I go home, it's like they're pouring pots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I started drinking coffee when I was 13. Wow. Yeah. And I became addicted and, you know, I couldn't get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I used to have uh, one of those coffee machines with a timer, you know, so that I could get the pot going before I woke up so that I didn't have to actually (laughs) spend any time with my bloodstream not having enough caffeine (laughs) in it. So uh, it's been big. And I gave it up for years and recently uh, got back into it. Mm -hmm. So um, here I am again, starting to cut back, but I'm doing it gradually. So I switched to decaf, uh, which has a third the amount of caffeine that regular coffee does. So, but the headaches are starting to come, and I'm getting a little sluggish. <laughs> right. But I think in the long run, it'll be good because the caffeine does um, constrict the blood vessels, okay. in, especially in your head. And I'm, so, inter- I'm interested, you say sluggish. Do you think it could also be along the similar lines of, uh, not last week, but the week before, you were talking about protein and how when you weren't yeah. getting enough protein, you were feeling sluggish and you yes. you had to dive in and get a, a nice a hamburger, big juicy yes. hamburger <laughs> and you realized it wasn't that do you think there might be a similar a psychological uh, thing effect? yeah yeah i that probably is we should try a placebo <laughs> we should convince all the coffee shops in san francisco we could put your picture up <laughs> if, That'd if, be this, good. if this man comes in make sure you give him uh, this non, this this caffeinated they'll just take a black crayon and melt it in water and see if i notice the difference <laughs> Uh, probably tastes about the same. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, and there is, I, I'm, there are things you can do to generate energy. That is the reality that, mm-hmm. um, like juicing we found is yes, a good, uh, yes. And even exercise, you know, if you just go mm-hmm. exercise, feeling sluggish, it's probably the last thing you think of doing, but just exercising yeah. would, no, I've noticed would, that as yeah, well. would generate some energy. Mm-hmm. So good. anyway, well, that's we'll about, see you next week. Yeah, we'll uh, see. 
<laughs> see if you're still it, here. If I, there, might, there might not be a podcast <laughs> next week. Richard might just be so sluggish that he just doesn't yeah. want to do one. Yeah, I might be on the floor next week. <laughs> yeah, we can just, just angle the camera <laughs> down and, camera and put the microphone towards the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your week? Uh, good, good. I, uh, I'm still doing my, my trying to do 30, de- 30 yoga sessions in 30 days. Right. Um, which is going pretty well. I have missed two days so far, but I'm able to make them up. Um, and that was because I was out of town for the weekend. Right. Um, so, but last week and the week previous, I talked about um, kind of body issues before it was my knees. And then last week it was my lower back. Uh, and that I was sort of doing the, the detective side of things to try and figure out what positions was causing it. And then right. I was going easier on those positions. So I was doing that all this week and I am uh, strain free. Wow. Uh, and, I, and I have been all week ever since uh, we had our conversation last week. So um, good. So no, and I, it's, it, it really was just me taking it easy. And uh, I was kind of, when I'm taking it easy in these poses, I'm thinking, oh, the instructor's going to come over and tell me to, to go harder or, or uh, not put yeah. enough effort. or right. And it was really interesting because there was this one instructor that had been there in, in the beginning, and there's so many different instructors, right. but there was one that remembered me um, from when I first started. So I was doing a lot more full backward bends and making bridges out of my back and all the rest of it, which I'm now definitely not doing. Oh, right. Because I'm, I'm taking it easier. <laughs> right. And I, I could have sworn that, you know, she was going to say at the end, you know, oh, how come you're not? Because I even asked her for oh. advice on how to do it properly. She Ooh. gave it to me and then I'm not doing it at all. Right. So I didn't know whether she would take it an insult. Or, uh, anyway, everything was running through my mind. Yeah. Uh, and I, as I left the yoga studio, she said, oh, you're looking looking great in there. Oh, um, completely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I foxed you. Yeah. 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 I said it was because I've, I've got a nice tan because it was nice and sunny this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite get that joke. Yeah. But, um... So, yeah, so it just goes to show that a lot of it was in, in my head, that yeah. sort of them trying to encourage you to push yourself more and more and more. And, of course, that's what they have to do because it's a generic um, class. So yeah. they've got to encourage top and bottom. Right. Now, that's the norm, yeah, yeah. for everybody, yeah. Very similar, to, I guess, to the uh, the free programs that are on our, uh, yeah. on our website. They're sort of very generic to, right. to everybody. And I guess that's going to tie in a little bit with the, with the question of the... The week at the end, but I have noticed that whilst doing the yoga, a, a big part, sort of an eye exercise I've been doing, is trying to tune into my periphery whilst I'm doing the poses, um, trying to link my breathing in, concentrate on the breathing, and allow me to focus on trying to keep the periphery. Which uh, last week I briefly talked about being able to see the ceiling, right? Um, and I certainly noticed this week I was trying to do the tree pose where you stand on one leg and bring uh, one leg foot up. up on the on the top of the other thigh whilst yeah, standing. Yeah. And uh, I was having a real tough time with it, as always. Uh, but I remember what I'd said last week about tuning into the the ceiling, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it's not, it, it kind of has to be a conscious thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, oh, I need to remember to do that. So I, I tuned into the, the ceiling above me. And sure enough, I could do wow. the tree pose. It was that. Wow, having. That's... I don't know. It's so straightforward, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really upright about it. Yeah. Really up front. So it was just having that sense of a ceiling yeah. enabled me to to push myself up. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, contract my abdomen a bit more, straighten my spine, push my head up towards the ceiling because I had that sense of where the ceiling was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I was doing some of the other poses, moving up and down, I was able to 
tune into the pillars or the people around me mm-hmm. to also give me a sense of where I am in space, uh, yeah. a bit more in space. So it's yeah. really, uh, really fascinating. Ooh, a lot of it is coming out. You're engaging a bit of your wear system. Right? <laughs> no, I know. It is scary. And I must say, I have noticed that engaging my wear system, I seem to be a little bit more absent minded. Absent minded. Well, that fits, I guess. Yeah. It fits. This last week or two. And I guess it's. You're turning into me. You'd <laughs> <laughs> just be a clone by the yeah, end of it. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I guess I can only explain it as my mind is more out around yeah. me. Yeah. Whereas before I was so very centrally focused and I knew everything that was going on, you know, really observing my thoughts. And now I'm trying to <laughs> tune into whether there's lights or buildings or, or even when I'm talking to someone even more now, I'm more aware of, of my periphery. So it, it means that I'm kind of forgetting a little thing things here and there which yeah. is interesting it, it could just be that <laughs> it could just be that i've done like 20 days of yoga straight or something yeah. which could also be making me a little bit absent-minded yeah but hmm. uh yeah i'm interested to see how how that goes yeah okay great well i think it's a good time to move on to topic of the week And the topic of the week this week is three top eye exercises for myopia or nearsightedness. So um, this this really came around just because um, a, f- a few weeks ago we discussed what myopia is or what nearsightedness is. Right. So we gave a little bit more explanation and we wanted to suggest three top eye exercises that you can start doing in order to uh, maintain uh, the healthy vision that you have there and stop your nearsightedness or, or myopia from getting worse mm-hmm. and then indeed start improving it as well once you right. kind of get over that hump so to speak right so the first one i guess um a real gold golden eye exercise for nearsightedness is to look into the distance yeah and this is so straightforward mm-hmm. um the in our opinion nearsightedness is caused by looking close so this is no big, big uh, genius step here to go. The the solution to that is to look into the distance. Mm-hmm. It's just as a let's going to counteract. Mm-hmm. If you're bending forward too much, maybe you should bend backwards. You know that kind of thing, like in yoga. Yeah. So um, and and anyone that's kind of unsure about this this concept, because um, anyone that goes and asks their ophthalmologist um, or just their their eye doctor that right. you know is is looking near causing myopia. Uh, the general answer there is, is kind of just laugh it off and say no, even though there is a, a large percentage of them starting to turn around now, now that there's more and more statistical evidence to yeah. show that near work is causing, is, is causing myopia. Of course, there's always, you know, there could be a genetic uh, predisposition that we might have um, right. to myopia, just like anything. But in general, such um, research and studies that are coming out, like saying Asia, where there's now 90% of school leavers that are having to wear glasses, right. whereas only 20 years ago, it was only 20%. So uh, there's such a big emphasis there on academia and, and close near work that, mm-hmm. you know, it really does show. And it's increasing worldwide as education uh-huh. and reading and computers mm-hmm. become more common everywhere myopia nearsightedness is becoming more common mm-hmm. so it's it's really it's becoming almost impossible to avoid uh this what we would argue which is mm-hmm. close work is causing nearsightedness and it's see if if you spoke with an eye doctor or an ophthalmologist 
they don't necessarily see anything wrong with wearing glasses. So yeah, e- even if working from near does cause nearsightedness or myopia, yeah, well, who cares? Because and then we could do LASIK on you later on too, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you get tired of those glasses. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so you do kind of have to do your own that little bit of research on that one, and you can. Um, I think on our Facebook fan page we do have those studies posted. You know, maybe yeah. we should be investing in, in LASIK, though, because it does. It seems like a growth industry. In some ways, they're riding this tide. Well, yeah, we, we were saying that we should have, we should have stocks in LASIK. Yeah, because uh... we, we can see that it's going to be a rising tide unless they listen to yeah. us, of course. But, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, to have these, these three eye exercises, in particular the first one here then that we're discussing distance looking, is that it's pretty obvious uh, to anyone, especially any sort of common sense, um, that doing lots of near work is putting that pressure on the back of the eye and um, it's causing the eye to elongate, which is yeah. what nearsighted myopia is. And then there's pseudomyopia on top of that, which is the, the cramping essentially of the muscles that mm-hmm. surround the lens, which you need to be- bend in order to look close. Mm-hmm. So it's just like bending your arm too much. You're going to cramp the muscles in mm-hmm. your arm. You're cramping the muscles around the lens. So both of those are treated by looking into the distance. The, when you look into the distance, the, the muscles around the lens uh, relax and the lens flattens. Um, and you're actually also engaging the brain in looking in details mm-hmm. in the distance, which is another thing we lose the ability. As, you're, as you become more myopic or more nearsighted, you actually stop looking in the distance mm-hmm. so much as well. So your brain kind of shuts off to even doing that. Yeah, if, if you think about it, um, the distance looking is working on two levels there. One mm-hmm. is the uh, kind of the muscles of the eye and the shape of the eye. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is that you're working with the brain. Again, many studies showing neuroplasticity that you can retrain the brain. Um, and uh, indeed, this is what we're doing. And if you think you're always looking for near, then that's where your world is. or right? right. that's, that's where you develop the clearness in front of you. So to then looking to the different into the distance well if you're only ever used to looking near then how could you ever expect to be easily be able to see in the distance right and um it's amazing how many people when they stop wearing their glasses just just a couple of weeks without just wearing their glasses um that watching them with that fear of being outside without them mm-hmm. and that idea that I can't see in the distance, I can't see in the distance. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you say, well, hold on a second. And you, you pick out a sign and you say, what are those letters? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I can't see in the distance. And you say, well, okay, well, maybe look at the first letter, the last letter. And sure enough, when you start guiding them right. through it, kind of encouraging the brain, starting to put that, that doubt behind them that they mm-hmm. can't see it. Sure enough, they start seeing one, two, three, four letters, and then the sign comes in uh, clear, and they're able to read the sign, and it's a massive surprise. And then somewhere down the road, if they keep doing the eye exercises, they'll have that experience where they, you know, they normally put their glasses on, get up, go mm-hmm. work in the house or whatever, and they forget to do it, and they don't even notice they're not wearing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah. We've heard that story many times, <laughs> and then they realize they're not wearing their glasses. Yeah, they're like, and then oh my goodness, goes. <laughs> it gets blurry. Yeah. <laughs> Automatically gets blurry. Yeah. So, I mean, in particular, the distance looking is is good for everyone, even if you don't have myopia, because all of us, and this is a big part of the the free ebook that's on our website, the Modern Day Guide for Improving Eyesight, because we really are spending so much time looking near. So by looking in the distance, even if you don't have myopia, it's to help reduce that strain in the eye and help mm. us relax a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, several clients also that we've had, uh, 
intuitive enough to be able to tune into the fact that they're tensing their back, mm-hmm. um, trying to see. And then when they look into the distance, it allows them to relax. The head comes up straight, the back relax, the shoulders drops down and they're able to start breathing better. So mm-hmm. a connection there between uh, being able to relax, gazing into the distance isn't just for the eyes. It's also going to help us uh, with the body side of things as well and reduce that tension. Right. So I think I think we've covered mm-hmm. distance looking pretty well. The mm-hmm. next exercise, and yeah, there's the both the next two are important, but let's start with palming, I guess, as uh, it's a exercise for well, you can go on the website and and look it up. But it's an exercise where you cover your your eye orbits with the palms of your hands, as mm-hmm. it sounds. Softly. Softly, yes. <laughs> For full instructions, see the website. <laughs> um, anyway, so palming would be a general relaxation for the whole visual system, for mm-hmm. the optic nerve. So it's taking away a lot of the stress that people with myopia would have in the sense that they're undoubtedly working close a lot during the day and focusing at one distance because they're either looking at a computer screen or books or something like that's sort of the lifestyle of a mm-hmm. myopic person. So the palming takes away a lot of the strain of sort of like repetitive, repetitive strain injury, but for your eyes. Yeah, yeah. So by by doing that palming exercise, uh, it really means that you're also able to clear out kind of the visual system. Where, right. You know, palming helps two parts. One is again you're looking at the eye, um, helping to rest the functions in the eye, the muscles, the cells. And then the second part is that you're actually helping to rest the brain mm-hmm. and then the connection between the two, the optic nerve that mm-hmm. travels back into the brain. So just like a busy highway, if you're continuously you know, blocking that up with more and more cars, then it's more difficult to yeah. get transit through. If you can clear that and you've got a nice clear road, then, um, then traffic is allowed to flow through more easily. Mm-hmm. So you might say, well, you know, what, what difference does that make? Well, if you think that you're trying to, I mean, it's, it's self-healing, you're trying to relearn to see in the distance, you need that extra space, you need that extra rest there, so that when you are doing the exercises, you're fully ready to do mm-hmm. it. Uh, I guess the same as running, you know, hitting the weights, um, not literally hitting the weights. I guess that, that really is a real phrase. <laughs> we do say that. Hitting phrase. the weights, yeah. <laughs> um, working out and then the next day trying to do a long mm. distance run. You kind of want to be as well rested as possible before you do that um, so that you're going to get better results. Yeah, this is a good, I just thought of a good analogy to add to your highway thing. And when I lived in Seattle, there were these lanes that shifted, the express lanes that went south in the morning and north in the the afternoon, Hmm. commute hours. And they would close them in the middle of the day to clear it out so that cars didn't run into Uh, each other. okay. So that's a good way of thinking. You're closing the highway for a while, let the cars get off the ones going one direction mm-hmm. so you can go the other direction. So, and yeah. some people will say, well, what about sleep? Um, we covered that in last week's... No, we did, yeah. Uh, Christian of the Week, so refer back. Refer back, yeah. We're not going to tell Suspense. Yeah. So, uh, so palming is, is really great for that, and it's also going to help you tune into your eyes a little bit more. We've really lost that relationship uh, with our eyes. Mm-hmm. So um, by tuning in, feeling whether you're straining or not, is great for when you're doing near work and you start feeling that strain, you think, oh, I need to go do distance looking for a few minutes or oh, I need to do palming for a few minutes. Um, if you don't have that and you've just switched off with that communication with your eyes, then how do you ever know when you need to take a break? Yep. So then the third and final one then, which is, is, is kind of our 
favorite. I get why it they're all our favorite. Um, but it's certainly yeah. our, our clients and, and the, the general audience. Yeah. To, to Nobody be hates their favorite this exercise. anyway. Yeah, we all like this. Is, uh, is the sunning eye exercise, which mm -hmm. is where you close your eyes, face the sun, turn your head from side to side, uh, preferably okay. early mornings, late evenings, so the sun isn't too bright. So um, by doing that, you're really helping to nourish the retina mm -hmm. and the back of the eyes, those cells that you're working, let's say in particular, the macula, the cones there, that when you're looking into the distance and you're trying to look from detail to detail to see clearly again in the distance, well, those are the cells that you're using. So mm -hmm. the more activated they could be, the more energy they can have, then obviously the better they're going to function. Yeah, and this is a good combination between, if you're outside anyway, doing the distance looking, you can do can combine it with uh, a bit of sunning in advance in, in, before you do the distance looking. So then when you look out in the distance, you have a little more sharpness because you've stimulated the macula, you've stimulated the cones in the macula by giving them bright light, like you say, nourishing the retina, getting it more active. So you have more capacity to see smaller details. You're also shrinking the uh, pupil because the bright light uh, that you're exposing your eyes to with your eyes closed in the sunning exercise is shrinking down your pupils. And if you've been indoors a lot, which a lot, again, a lot of myopic people are indoors a lot because they're reading computers, all of those things, then your pupils are artificially a little big and they might even be light sensitive so that when you go outside, you have a bit of light phobia or you're, you're mm -hmm. sort of shrinking against the, the bright light. So as you do the sending exercise, your pupils shrink and that gives you clearer vision because of a, a laws of physics and the way the eyes work. Smaller pupils give sharper image. So between the sharper image from the pupil, stimulating the macula, you're going to have more capacity to see sharp things mm -hmm. in the distance. So. And if you're somebody that um, has successfully brought in to uh, sunglasses, the, the oh, idea yeah. that we need to wear sunglasses all of a sudden after couple of hundred thousand years of evolution in the last yeah. 50 years we now need to block our eyes from the sun because it's evil um <laughs> then uh then you can imagine that your pupils are that much weaker and also your eyes aren't used to to being nourished by the sunlight and the macula isn't getting that activation that mm -hmm. it really needs from the sun those 10,000 watts there that the sun gives us to, to energize that so but doing the sunning exercise you're also helping to counterbalance um, what you've done there with the sunglasses. Right. All right, great. So uh, a real quick roundup there of the three top eye exercises that you could start doing for myopia or indeed if you know anybody that does have nearsightedness or myopia, um, there's a good chance that, that everybody Every, does. Pretty uh, soon almost everyone will. Know so. somebody. So <laughs> at least point them uh, in this direction yeah. uh, because it's at least it's nice that they know about the exercises even if it sounds like too much work yeah. for them to do at least they know and even things like distance looking or palming or sunning uh, can just help out in general mm -hmm. so uh, another way of knowing is of course um, if they can see near well but they can't see in the distance right sightedness mm -hmm. so if you want to know a bit more detail about this then just head over to envisionselfhealing.com and uh, head over to the conditions tab where you will see nearsightedness in brackets it says myopia that's the more scientific term for it. And you will see these exercises there along with uh, some similar explanations and also a few more body exercises and a few mind exercises that you can do that's also going to help with the myopia. Okay, great. Well, I think that's a good time to move on to question of the week. Mm -hmm. 
And the question of the week this week is, I've been doing eye exercises for a month and my vision isn't any better. So this is uh, an interesting question. We, we actually don't tend to get this too we don't, actually, uh, yeah. often. And yeah. of course, it's something that we could easily shy away of because, oh, we don't want people to think that eye exercises don't, don't work. work yeah. <laughs> but we're so uh, confident and, you know, we're, we're kind of assuming that everyone's kind of beyond this, yeah. this point now of, oh, what are eye exercises? Yeah. Um, and just we know eye exercises work. Um, all you need to do is, is do a little bit of sunning or do a little bit of palming or mm-hmm. do a bit of shifting in the distance and and soon enough you'll see that your vision is, is slightly clearer and of course over time you know that that increases mm-hmm. so but in particular a big part of what we've been trying to address I guess with things like the eye exercise express is how you can continue to do the eye exercises so you continue to see those benefits right I think this is partially our quick fix mentality mm-hmm. and I, we have to give this person some credit that they actually did do them for a month, which uh-huh. a lot of people go, I did them for a week and it didn't work. <laughs> and I think the reality is if we look behind this a little bit, well, it's possible they're doing the wrong exercises for their condition. Mm-hmm. We don't know their condition. Um, so that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then they should probably contact us through the mm-hmm. Facebook page and that maybe we could address their condition mm-hmm. more directly. Yeah. Certainly number one is you need to be thinking about what exercises you're actually doing and of mm-hmm. course with the uh, programs that we have yeah. on the website is that they are generic um and this individual might have two conditions going right. on there that he might need to work or he might even have something um, that isn't quite as straightforward there is you know no black and white in this yeah. situation for instance they could have very simply myopia and astigmatism mm-hmm. but the astigma and maybe that's a mild myopia but a fairly strong astigmatism they could be doing the distance looking like we just described, but the astigmatism is so strong mm-hmm. that it overrides any improvement in the myopia. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that's mm-hmm. particular to any individual. So you could uh, part of the reason why we wanted to address this is because you can start to see now how difficult this is to just give an answer like, oh, well, you've not been doing X or yeah. you need to do Y because not Y, but, you know, yeah. Um, because there is, you know, it, it really depends on the individual, what exercises they're doing, what their condition is, um, also how much commitment they're actually doing to the exercises, Right. how long are they doing them, um, because you could just do five minutes a day and then wonder why your vision yeah. has improved. And you might only do it once a week yeah. for a month. Right. But there's no real... Well, and I think... You also have to be tuned into the subtleties of improvement that if you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of like, you know, I want it to be, I want like three lines on the chart right away. Yeah. You're not going to notice, oh, I can now pick out a few letters mm-hmm. on the next line down. And that doesn't mean anything to you, you know? Yeah. So the, the individuals, and this is why we spent so much time at the beginning of the year setting a realistic goal, mm-hmm. because it also helps you understand of what do you mean by improvements? That's a very open-ended yeah. phrase. I've seen no improvements. And like Richard was saying, does that mean um, you haven't seen you know, the slightest change in maybe clarity or better contrast or your right. eyes feel more rested or, you know, that maybe you might have a, a flash of clear vision every now and then. And that's the way it normally comes. You'd have momentary clear vision and then mm-hmm. it goes back and momentary clear. So that that could easily be going on with this individual too. He says there's no improvement overall, but he could easily, he or she, assume it's a he for some reason, Yeah, <laughs> uh, that he may be having these clear flashes 
And he doesn't give any credence to that because mm. it's not stable yet. Yeah. Again, that could be a possibility. So you really need to be thinking about um, what you mean by the term improvements. I've seen no improvements. Because, um, I, I mean, we've not worked with anyone that's seen no, no improvements. Right. Um, and that's quite a severe uh, case and, and quite a, a statement right. to make because... Um, you know that on on subtle levels there's always improvements there. yeah and we have worked with people too who actually did make improvements be, but because they weren't at 2020 yeah they kind of just brushed it off yeah. which is hard to hard to deal with mm -hmm. at our level yeah yeah so certainly um people need to address that what they mean by improvements make mm -hmm. sure they've got the realistic goal and make sure that they're being honest with themselves about how often they're doing the exercises because right. um, if you've been doing it for a month but you've only been doing it four times out of that month then uh, then obviously that's not the same as, as doing it for every day and that's not saying that you have to do them uh, like that it's just people that want results in such a short space of time should be expecting to put in twice as much work yeah uh, as the average person and then of course we say with things like myopia is that you're certainly looking at a couple of months you know three six months minimum yeah before you're seeing that big jump in improvement yeah that, that this individual is is obviously looking for yeah i guess we would really say yeah probably we would want you to improve a line in six months to a year mm -hmm. and so yeah. i don't know what that would mean in a month yeah so really it should be someone that is that not well, should be, but asking this question, you you really want to be looking more around the six month mark. Yeah, that you've you've really given, uh, you know, you've honestly given the exercises a good go. Mm -hmm. um, you've managed to incorporate them into your life. You've been doing the program that you've been looking at, uh, really working with the exercises, gaining an understanding, and then after six months, you say to yourself, "Well, I've seen no improvements." And certainly you want to start revisiting mm -hmm. um, a lot more on that. And um, I mean, you also want to be in tune with yourself. And this is why we give so much information and want to encourage you to learn so much for yourself is because really the individual needs to be answering this question, not us, because yeah. we, we don't know them. Um, we don't know their condition. And they're, they're the one experiencing their condition. They're the one experiencing the exercises. So they're the best individual to answer this question of why they're not seeing the improvements. Yeah, and I think that's where we turn it back. Um, really, we want you to become the expert. Mm -hmm. And then, really, I mean, we have seen no one who has not... That's too many no's, but almost everyone we've seen has had some improvement from mm -hmm. the eye exercises. Yeah. And if they take it on as like, okay, this is my condition, these are the exercises that help that condition, sort mm -hmm. of create their own program that way... There's almost no chance that they wouldn't see mm -hmm. some improvement in that amount of time. And there's also, remember, before we talked about with myopia, is that the first step is to maintain your vision and not yeah. just have that straight jump. And if your eyes have been under strain, let's say this individual, um, let's say they're 15 and they're increasing their myopia with no, every trip. True. Then by, okay, they might not have seen improvements by maintaining the vision where they are, then they know that their vision isn't getting worse and that they're not getting worse and worse myopia, which is huge because, yeah. you know, according to medicine, that, that can't happen, that doesn't exist. So even the fact that you can maintain your vision where it is and stop it from getting worse right. is still progress. Right. And uh, from there, once it's maintained a level, then you can look at improving afterwards. And that's why there kind of needs to be that plateau between the usage of your eyes and your condition 
allowing it to rest, doing the exercises to get to that plateau. And then you can start working your way up and start improving your eyesight from that point. But you need to get there first. Yeah, that's a very good point. And it also depends, lastly, I guess, on the individual's lifestyle. So right. let's say this person is doing 10 minutes of distance looking a day, um, which certainly isn't enough if, if, you, if you want all those results in, in such a short space right. of time. But let's say you had somebody that, that does that and they sit and read for 16 hours a day. And then you've got somebody that does the distance looking exercise, but then uh, they're on a, a shipping boat right. for, for 12 hours a day looking out into the distance. You're going to have different effects right. there. Yeah. Even like somebody who works in the garden or something, mm -hmm. they would have a better shot at that 10 minutes a day yeah. seeing some improvement. Yeah. So uh, I, guess, I guess in summary then, there, there is no real uh, well, short answer in this. And we hope we gave everyone a little bit more insight well i mean maybe the reality of what we're saying is we're promoting something that has a fair amount of self-responsibility and mm -hmm. we're kind of turning you into i i'm going to make up this word now okay i athletes nice right i like that yeah yeah that that we're not you know you know we're not going to the gym you know yeah. and just lifting weights immediately expecting to be arnold schwarzenegger we're uh -huh. actually turning you into i athletes yeah or I Schwarzenegger's. <laughs> or Schwarzenegger's, yeah. <laughs> so, and certainly, and also we can't do the, uh, the workout for you. Right, um, right. As much as everybody wishes that someone else could do the work. So, uh, yeah, we hope this gave uh, a little bit more in, insight uh, into that. And uh, indeed, if you like what you heard in uh, any of the topics or anything we mentioned uh, in this podcast today, then head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com and you will find a lot more information there on our blogs, podcasts, and also the programs that we got there for your condition. Or indeed, if you've heard about an eye exercise, then head over to the website and you'll also find a whole list of eye exercises there as well. If you want to get your hands on uh, on a free ebook that we've got there on the website, then also just head over and you'll see the instructions on how you can start learning a bit more about the fundamentals of the exercises and how indeed our lifestyle plays a big role in why our vision isn't as good as it could be. You can also check out our Facebook fan page to search for Envision Self Healing in Facebook and uh, you can like us over there and indeed start getting involved in our, our little uh, mini community that we've mm -hmm. got going on there and indeed feel free uh, to share our Facebook fan page with anybody else that you think might be interested and you could also uh, like or share our videos on YouTube as well if you're watching this on YouTube and you could also subscribe just the same as if you're listening to this on iTunes then you could also subscribe as well and it means that you get one sent to you every week okay great well good luck with your eye exercises everybody this week and happy healing and have a good week